and welcome to Impact the Borough, the podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll check in with our partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across the borough, highlighting what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Tracy Myers. I am the Executive Vice President of Member Engagement at the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce, and we are excited to talk to you today about leadership. Um, The Chamber is excited to be celebrating our 45th year um, of Leadership Greensboro in the community. Um, So Leadership Greensboro is celebrating 45 years of service, impact, and connections. And doing so in style this year with a class of 45 leaders. Leadership Greensboro aims to create a community full of leaders committed to inclusivity, collaboration, and the common good. And provides our city with an ongoing source of diverse leaders who are committed to serve as catalysts and sustainers of positive change. The past two years have taught us much about change and adaptation as our classes moved virtual, hybrid, in person, and a little bit of everything in between. Recently, we celebrated our 2021 Leadership Greensboro Awards. Alana Allen has won the 2021 Leadership Service Medal. Sarah Healy has won the 2021 Leadership Connector Medal. And Nikita Green is the winner of the 2021 Denise E. Maleska Leadership Service Award. These awards recognize the most dynamic and impressive leaders in Greensboro, demonstrating exemplary leadership that positively affects the citizens and community of Greensboro. Today, it's my pleasure um, to be joined by Teresa Davis and Alana Allen. Teresa is the Associate Vice Chancellor for Alumni Relations at North Carolina A&T State University. Teresa also serves as our current Leadership Greensboro Advisory Board Chair and is a member of the LG Class of 2018. Teresa has worked in the real estate development, banking, and education industry. She has a proven track record of working as a change agent to deliver organizational transformation, especially after mergers, requiring workforce restructuring. Teresa is a people person with a talent for forging and fostering business relationships and partnerships. Teresa takes time to recruit high caliber talent and engage, coach, mentor, and empower them for career growth and success. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you, Tracy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation as well. Thank you. And Alana Allen, um, winning the 2021 Leadership Service Medal. Alana has 15 years of experience in the government, nonprofit, agency, and educational sectors. Her career in public relations includes three years of service as public relations officer and deputy press secretary for North Carolina's first female governor, Beverly Perdue. Allen is the founder and executive director of I Am a Queen, 
a youth development nonprofit based in the Greensboro High Point area. In this position, she cultivates a thriving year-round mentorship program for girls ages 10 to 18 to build their self-esteem, leadership, develop leadership skills, and give back to their community through charitable deeds. Additionally, Alan owns Alana Knows Nonprofit Consulting, a boutique consulting firm that focuses on developing startup nonprofits. She is also a board member for United Way of Greater Greensboro, an Operation Excel, an organization based in the triad that offers academic and enrichment programs for youth in kindergarten through middle school, as well as empowerment and literacy services in specific areas to adults. Welcome, Alana. Thank you, Tracy. It's great to be here. Thank you. And congratulations again on winning one of the um, leadership medals at the recent awards ceremony. And thank you again to Leadership Greensboro for the award and also Teresa uh, nominating me. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Alana, so when your nomination came in, our committee was absolutely enthralled with the work that you do. So will you tell us a little bit about your story and how that work came to be? Okay, so I'm a queen, honestly started with, it started through a prayer of forgiveness. So I was sexually assaulted at the age of six. So I held that secret for 18 years. And 18 years meant depression. It meant, you know, your life going into destruction. And so at the age of 23, I decided that enough was enough. Like I was laid off. I didn't have a job. And, you know, it's the recession. So I hit rock bottom. And in those rock bottom moments is when you can find yourself so in that moment, I decided I was going to forgive everyone who hid my secret or who didn't acknowledge my secret. And I started writing down, I'm a queen on a piece of paper. And I initially thought, oh, we're going to do a book club. We're just going to do a book club. We're going to read books for women. That didn't work. And honestly, for two years, I thought we were going to be a book club. And then finally, I just submitted to the call. And I started working in the community at the Windsor Recreation Center in Greensboro. We started off with our back to school event, Christmas adoption. And then the mentoring program started coming up when people started suggesting to me, hey, I think you should work with children. And I didn't really think that I would be a good fit for children because I didn't have kids. I didn't really work with kids. And people just kept suggesting you should work with children. So finally, I said, you know what? I think the universe, I think the atmosphere is telling me you need to do this work. And I started working with girls. I started off with five kids and they were all my cousins. <laughs> they were all my cousins. And I was picking them up in Reesville, my hometown. And we would do these sessions every month. And then eventually it just started growing. I started sharing my uh, testimony of, you know, overcoming this situation. And then some kids started saying me too. We started providing um, services to those kids, resources for those kids to be able to receive help. And then the mentoring program, it just evolved and it evolved to, into a team conference. It evolved into girls, you know, taking on leadership roles. And we currently have 48 members in the Queen Arise Leadership Program right now. And they are learning how to become leaders um, through a curriculum that was developed through the Center for Creative Leadership called Girls Leadership Edge. So the girls are currently going through that process. Um, I'm a queen 
is <laughs> at capacity, but that's a good sign because during the pandemic, a lot of people were trying to figure out what do I do with my kids? And we never stopped, like we kept going. So people have just been coming to this organization and for 13 years, we have been dry, thriving in Greensboro um, for back to school. We help between 700 and 800 children every year. And then for Christmas adoption, we help 100 kids and their families. And then we also help 50 senior citizens by providing them with gifts and food. So that's like an overview of like how I'm a queen got started. Excellent. Again, everyone was enthralled when we got this application. And the more we dug into it, um, the more there was. Um, I think one of the things that's really interesting to me is there was obviously a gap for those girls. There are lots of leadership programs out there. There are lots of resources out there, but there was absolutely a gap that you feel and continue to feel. Um, could you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. And especially when you work with girls in low income communities or you work with girls who are shy, they may have like social anxiety, they may have some type of anxiety situation. And some of the biggest things that I have seen in our community is that girls just want to be with a group of people who accept them for who they are. Like they want to be with their tribe. They want to feel wanted and included. And we had to learn how to create safe spaces and teaching them how to value their voice, how to, you know, speak up when things are not going correctly. And I don't mean speak up like to the point that you're yelling. I'm saying speak up to the point that people are willing to listen to you and they can hear you and you can stand there as, you know, just as you are and you just tell your truth and you live in your truth. So these kids have taught me how to become a better leader because they tell me what they like, what they don't like, what they want to experience. And a lot of times they're the ones who are, they're shaping our team conference. They're shaping the experience. So it's fascinating to see them, you know, come out there, come out of their shells and to see them wearing the I'm a queen t-shirt and, you know, they get to earn it. And they also earn a photo shoot. And when they present themselves to the community, people are so like, oh my God, you're an I'm a queen. And they have so much pride behind it. But that took years to develop that. Like it took years. And right now we, we currently have like five college students who have already graduated. They have gone through I'm a queen, gone to, went to college. And now they're coming back to, you know, instill leadership back into the girls and share experiences. So it's been, it's a rewarding experience to be in I'm a queen. Excellent. Teresa, so you wrote that nomination that we read that just absolutely um, spoke to the work um, that Alana's doing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why you felt she was a good fit for the leadership medal? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'll start off with the quote that came into my heart um, when I um, introduced Alana, which was leadership should be born out of the understanding of the needs of those who would be affected by it. Um, that's by Marian Anderson. And I think um, that this speaks volumes that, you know, in terms of um, why I nominated Alana um, for this particular award. Um, I first heard about I Am a Queen when I first got into this role as Associate Vice Chancellor for Alumni Relations at ANT. I wanted our team to have 
um, some type of group um, service project around the holidays. And one of my team members says, hey, there's this organization called I Am a Queen um, that has a Christmas um, deal. So we, we took that on as a team to say, hey, this is our um, project. Um, little did we know that our paths will cross later on where Alana joined my team as Director of Alumni Communications. Um, and she does a fabulous job, but I was still, and I'm, I'm still fascinated um, and admire her work with I Am The Queen. Um, I remember when um, she first came on board and then she indicated that she had to take a young lady to college. I'm like, what? I mean, does she have a t-shirt? Let me give you, a, you know, some money so she can get a t-shirt while she's going to college. And um, just my small way of, of wanting to, to get involved um, with, with I Am McQueen because the work that she does to empower and uplift um, these young ladies and to help them to see that light um, within themselves, um, I, I think is, is, is a true testament um, to the passion that Alana has in um, uh, serving this, this community of, of young ladies and seeing the results, um, not only directly um, for these young ladies, but just the community in general. Um, when she comes back into the office after one of her backpack <laughs> events, <laughs> you know, when we talk about the, uh, another quality of being a true leader is leaving it where it is, leaving all you have where it is, that's Alana in every single project um, that she takes on, um, especially with I Am A Queen. We're not gonna talk about the other stuff that she puts her heart and soul in, but you know, I Am A Queen, she truly um, gives it all that she has and she leaves it there. Um, she has to replenish so that she can go on to the next thing, but whatever she does, um, she leaves it there. So um, that, you know, that, that is, all of that is what compelled me to submit this nomination for Alana. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Alana, so you said you're at capacity now. So what is next? What's next? <laughs> capacity, okay. So what that means is, ideally, we can take on 35 children. We currently have 48. So we are trying to, what we do is we try to work individually with this group of girls teaching them, training them, because at the end, they have to do a master presentation on everything they have learned in this program. So it's hard when families are like, oh, I need my kids in this program. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Like we do, you know, we do an intake in January and I really spend a lot of times with this group. I spend a lot of time like getting them to learn how to respect each other, how to understand, you know, differences with each other. Um, just learning how to open up, you know, in this space, because once we, you know, once we open that door and, you know, we go into teen conference, we go into Christmas adoption, we go into back to school, it's on, it's, you have this shirt on. So it's like, you represent this calling. So you're a leader when you put this shirt on. So we've been doing the training in the background and now it's time for you to shine. So capacity means I have too many children, but right now I'm working with what I have and you should actually see the pictures of us in a community, like an activity room. We are all in this space, like it's tons of kids, but they are so like 
what's the word? They are so not, they're so in tune with what's going on. It's like, they want to be there. It's like the kids are excited just to be around each other. And you can't, you can't buy that. You can't pay for that type of energy. And it's like hard to even get them to stop talking, to leave the room. And then they're telling their parents, this is what I did today. And I mean, it's the simplest things like drawing, drawing pictures on a, a wall and they think it's the coolest thing. And I'm like, okay, but just really seeing them be, just be excited. That's what makes me happy. And so, you know, if I'm at capacity, then I'm at capacity. So that's the story that we're going to continue and, you know, work with these children until, you know, the next group can come in. Right. Do you have um, girls who are in the program who um, kind of have a vision to do something similar and to carry that forward? I know you said you have some that are in college now that are really stepping into that mentorship role. And so you're starting to see that full circle. Starting to see a full circle, but I'm actually seeing it at the age of 10. So what that means is we started 10 through 18. So I'm working with some kids who are like, I want to start a nonprofit. I want to start a business where I teach girls how to code apps. I want to, you know, run for SGA president. And you actually, you can actually see it within them because they're, they're starting at a young age. And someone told me like two years ago, oh, you shouldn't teach a 10 year old about starting a business. And I was like, that's a lie. <laughs> like there's plenty of kids out here who have businesses. So we have been really just, you know, supportive of like their dreams of, you know, being entrepreneurs or, you know, going out here and just leading groups. And we have a, an initiative in the fall called Girl Boss. And it's just really teaching you about entrepreneurship, teaching you about financial literacy, like teaching them how to save money, invest in stocks, because women living in poverty is not what we want. We want girls who are willing to, you know, understand their money, understand how to get money the legal way, <laughs> and then, you know, take it, put it into a business or put it into a bank account and understanding what that means. So we're, we're really doing a lot of work around breaking that poverty mindset. And when you see it at the age of 10, it's like, you know, you're doing the right thing. You know that you these are the results that you want to see at the end, especially when you're talking to your funders and they're saying, hey, what's the outcome? We want to see girls in leadership roles. We want to see girls, you know, breaking the generational curses of poverty. So those are the things that we're doing in this program. Excellent. Um, Teresa, I know that you do a lot of work um, around talent and around um, really building teams. And so um, could you talk a little bit too about the importance of these leadership roles and starting earlier in that cycle? Because um, I know we, you know, I, I'm a first generation college student coming out of Eden. So coming out of right next door um, in Reedsville, you know, and the first bank account I ever got was when I got to college and that was a little late, right? Absolutely. So um, I, using this opportunity, and, and I think that over the course of time, you know, as, you know, in society and, and over the years, we've, we've taken lessons with each generation, right? Um, and so I think that at this time and what Alana is doing with um, her foundation is instilling and is starting earlier. It's like each generation, it says we need to start earlier and earlier. And it, this is an opportune time. 
um, to do so with, with the, the young ladies that she, she reaches out to because um, just as in our work um, here in alumni relations, we're part of the overall university advancement division, which is essentially the fundraising group, if you will, for the university. And one of the things that is at the core of our strategy is building a cycle end to end in terms of loyalty um, and um, support of the university. And that starts when they step, when the students step foot on campus, right? And start instilling that mindset of philanthropy um, and support of the institution. So when you take that out of the institution realm and start just in society, just in general, where better to do it than starting with the young people? Six, seven years old, you know, their, you know, their Lego sets are for, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, hey, I'm going to start my new space center with my Legos or something like that. So I, I think any opportunity that you can, um, that you can use or leverage um, to start instilling, we're not saying, you know, okay, give them a PhD curriculum when they're seven years old on entrepreneurship. It's the little things. The lemonade stands, you know, collecting cans, you know, to recycle or whatnot. It's, it's just a matter of, of, of creating that mindset at an early age. And that mindset is going to be um, nurtured and cultivated throughout their lifetime. Um, and if it's not something that is provided to them, then if that mindset starts at a, a young age, then that's something that's going to drive them to motivate them, um, you know, to keep forward down that path and in, in, in that in their respective journey. Um, so yeah, that the the quality of leadership can start at any time. Yeah, we, we we know, but why not when they're six, seven, eight, nine years old? There's power in that, um, if anything, in, in developing um, that mindset of being a good corporate, good global citizen. Um, if you will, in contributions to society in whatever shape, form, or fashion that takes. Um, but there's a, there's a great opportunity in starting that um, at, a, at a young age. Great. What else would you like, ladies like to make sure we include? If any woman that's in Greensboro or High Point is interested in becoming a mentor and they're serving in a leadership role, to definitely reach out to this organization, I'm a queen, because the girls have many aspirations. Like they want to be doctors. They want to go into real estate, interior design. We have some girls who want to, they want to be chefs. So it's like, I am now currently looking for all of these professions, even a wrestler, a female wrestler. Yes. So <laughs> if anyone wants to inquire about how can you connect with this organization, please reach out to us at imaqueen.org because we are going to transition from them learning about leadership to next meeting leaders and creating that one-on-one -on -one mentoring bond with these kids. And I, and I would say, um, I know, know there are many opportunities where um, we can utilize our time, talent, and, and treasure. And you know, I, I think that, uh, I don't think I know and I encourage everyone to get involved with organizations such as I Am and Queen, um, because especially with leaders like Alana, 
um, and, and getting that energy from a leader like her, um, I, I think it can create uh, so much more opportunity and, you know, for those folks that will be impacted by it. Um, so that, that, that's my two cents worth in, in, in terms of not only encouraging um, everyone to get involved with the community, but also to, you know, to get involved with organizations with strong leaders such as Alana. Thank you. And thank you both again, Teresa, thank you for the nomination. And Alana, thank you for accepting um, the nomination um, and the award. Um, what a wonderful story. Um, we have enjoyed learning more about your organization and ways that we can partner um, as well. And we just want to tell this story over and over and over. If um, folks are interested in learning more about Leadership Greensboro, um, you can do that at the Chamber's website at greensboro.org. The Class of 2023 application process will open this summer. Um, so we will be looking for 45 leaders um, to um, emerge um, through that nine-month program. Um, so we're always excited about um, meeting more folks that way and, and getting engaged. Um, again, thank you both. It has been absolutely wonderful to talk to you today and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.